0: Here's what's coming up on today's show.
1: Hard work, save more, spend less. It is basically delayed gratification, and do that over 20, 30 years, guess what? You're gonna be fine for retirement. Well, nobody wants that, right? Everybody, Everybody wants the shiny object, everybody wants the magic bullet, everybody wants it today.
0: There are many factors that contribute to success, skill, good work habits, positive mental attitude, and of course, proper planning. So let's head to the drafting table and get this retirement success blueprint underway with Michael Stewart of Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. I'm your co-host, Mark Killian. Let's get started. Welcome into another edition of the Retirement Success Blueprint podcast with Michael Stewart and myself to talk about money ads, how they kind of catch our attention, I don't know if your ads is a good word, but we just kind of see these things. We get bombarded with all this stuff about how to do various different things in the financial realm. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today and let Mike break them down for us. And of course, we'll tackle some headlines and emails and all that good stuff. As usual, if you've got questions or concerns, as always, stop by the website, crystallaketax.com. Get yourself some time with Mike and his team before you take any action. Again, crystallaketax.com. What is going on, my friend? How you doing this week?
1: I'm doing great. It is fall. The leaves are changing, at least up here in the Chicago area. So I am excited.
0: Nice. Yeah. I like the cooler temperatures. That is for sure. Not too cool, but uh, a little comfortable. Comfortable is a good word. Uh, so look, we're going to talk about these things, Mike, here in just a second. Before we do, gas prices are going down, buddy, but uh, food costs are going up. And of course, that's some articles that are out there as well. But that's you don't need an article to see that with your own eyes, right?
1: No, absolutely. Yeah. The Wall Street Journal just had a couple articles about that in the past couple weeks. Basically saying those really high summer gas prices we saw kind of dissipated a little bit. It started coming down, uh, you know, just kind of as the flows started coming back. And, and that's always a positive, especially because that, that affects everybody it doesn't matter. If you're low income, middle income, high income, you know, that that's real dollars being spent that you no longer spend on something else. So that even slows down the economy. You also have when grocery prices are going up. Once again, it's the same thing. Now, all of a sudden, people are kind of having arguments and kind of things back and forth on, you know, basically, we've got a limited number of dollars to spend on a weekly basis for a typical family. So, you know, how do you handle that? You know, so we've, we've been talking all year long about inflation, supply chain, labor inflation, all these kind of things that the feds trying to fight with higher rates, but there's some things that finding inflation with higher rates just won't fix. An example of that is the grocery side of it. Mm. You know, people say, well, why are my groceries going up? Right. I, they get the, the oil kind of thing. But when you start looking at things like what's going on in Europe, like with Russia, Ukraine, and that a lot of people don't realize that over 50% of all the potash, which is used in fertilizers. Actually, comes from the Ukraine Russia area. So, because that hasn't kind of made its way out, it's kind of been disrupted a little bit. Then it's costing two to three times more for the average farmer just to get fertilizer. So sometimes, sometimes the, far- the farmers are saying, "Okay, well, wait. If you know soybeans are going to pay me X and corn is going to pay me Y, well, it costs more to fertilize the corn than it does the soybeans. So I'm going to do more soybeans." Well, now that's going to lead to various shortages and other kind of things going on out there. Or they may just not plant in general, right? You know, so there's a, so there's a lot of things that are going on in the food industry right now. And then you figure in figure in gas over the summer where everybody was paying more. So guess what? The cost of transporting those goods and services Weird. are going to be substantially higher. So it just kind of snowballs into one thing. So on one side we've got some costs coming down, and on another side, whether it's groceries, whether it's rents, those kind of things are still continuing to rise. So inflation's still going to be sticky for probably another eighteen to twenty four months.
0: You know, all of our – more than likely our kids or our grandkids, depending on your age, um, we were subject to endless viewings of the Lion King uh, <laughs> when, when you, with you know Disney's Lion King. And you got Elton John's song there, The Circle of Life, right? We're talking about The Circle of Life. Well, that's the same thing with an economy, really, right? So it's a great point that you brought up with the, with the uh, fertilizer. You know, all these little things that you might not really think about – uh, an economy, a global economy, is this kind of uh, living, you know, thing, and it kind of feeds off of one another. And when you disrupt stuff, it, it's got big ripples. Yep, all true. Yeah, very good, very good. Well, let's talk about some of these money ads here. Uh, like I said, we are bombarded by these things, and I think as we get older, these some of these apply to thirties and forty years old. But I think once fifty and over, you start really kind of I don't know, you get on some sort of list or something, uh, and they start really hitting you with some of these things. But let's talk about them a little bit, see if we can understand them. If it's just you know kind of an emotional uh, reaction that they're kind of going for, um, you know, kind of just you know, is it just a sales technique at the end of the day? And I want to be clear and transparent that we realize that we're doing a podcast and that, you know, you do things for advertising as well, because you have a business, you have to keep the lights on. Uh, but I think some of the differences is, you know, we we say on the show, if you're enjoying the content and you'd like to hear more and learn more, you're free to do so, right? There's, there's no kind of attachment to it, you know, a join a course or something like that. It's just, hey, if you enjoy the content, come check more of it out type of thing. And I think some of these types of things we see are typically have some sort of a sales approach to them. So I just kind of wanted to clarify that a little bit. So let's pick, let's pick these apart just a hair, Mike, and, and see what you think. The first one that I have is like the, you know, feel like you're being left behind, invest like the 1%, right? Kind of that, you know, you should be up here with the, with the big dogs, the high rollers, if you will.
1: Yeah. I know on social media, when you see that whole, you know, invest like the 1% or maybe it's a TikTok video or something, you know, it's always like 24 year old in front of a Lamborghini or it's like, they've got it all (laughs) figured out, even though it's all rented and all this kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, basically it it just paints a picture that there's this whole other class of investors that's out there in the U S you know, we put Warren Buffett and all these others kind of up on a pedestal and, you know, deservingly. So from, you know, their kind of, you know, acumen as far as the choices that they've made. But once again, they've also, you know, made some mistakes along the way. Sure, But I, I really think it's more, it's more of kind of playing on our greed and our fear of missing out, right? Yeah. There has to be some secret sauce. And, you know, and, and when in actuality, if you think it, this is really goes by, back to almost everything in life, because in actuality, if it really came down and we said, hey, you know how to be successful, how to become like the 1%, hard work, save more, spend less. But it's basically delayed gratification and do that over 20, 30 years. Guess what? You're going to be fine for retirement. Well, nobody wants that, right? Everybody, everybody wants the shiny object. Everybody wants the magic bullet. Everybody wants it today. So that's where these ads like invest like the 1% or that there's some secret sauce out there. It, it just doesn't exist.
0: Yeah. That's a great point. And often, you know, those kinds of things, you're looking at big institutional investment firms and people and, you know, that's just a totally different animal that you're working with in terms of dollars and aspects. But some of the principles can certainly be related. But yeah, I'm with you. It's typically just some sort of a gloss. It's just kind of like that slick, uh, glossy brochure deal, if you will. So... Uh, Just in a fancier form with TikTok videos, which is pretty funny, by the way. Uh, Become a market master. This is another one that we'll kind of see that, you know, market timing or, you know, you've, I think this is kind of aimed at the DIYers probably because the market's been so favorable for a a decade plus, right?
1: Yeah, up until 2022. Take away the, you know, kind of, Quick COVID crash that bounced right back when they mm-hmm. shut down the economy. Really, we've had almost 12, 13 years yeah. of a straight up market for the most part. So for do-it-yourselfers, on one hand, they're over here looking like, hey, I'm a genius.
0: You're right. You know, and, and the
1: reality is it no, it just everything went up, right? So that's one thing. Uh, on the those with advisors who maybe had a plan and an asset allocation and that. They're looking at, well, heck, the market went up twenty seven percent last year. Why'd I only get twenty two, or why'd I only get twenty four? And then all of a sudden, this pitch comes out and be like, you realize you could have got one hundred and forty four. You know, if you were trading options last year, you could have done this. And the reality is, you know, it could be do it yourselfers. That's part of it, because that's going to be that fear of missing out and greed aspect again. But it's also coming back down to those even on the advisory side. That's saying like, look, man, your broker's holding you back. You know, you should be able to do this. But then you go through a year like right now. I mean, I can't tell you how many people throughout this year, do-it-yourselfers or people that their broker got talked into just to keep the business, letting clients. And I'm talking 60, 70, 80-year-olds be 70, 80, 90% in the market and being heavy tech during this time frame. And then, you know, so when we look at the markets down 20, 30% on on average between the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ year to date, at least, you know, here in September when we're recording this, Mm -hmm. the reality is there's a lot of stocks that are down 50, 70, 80% for the year, mainly a lot of unprofitable tech names. Those things aren't coming back. But the thing is, you know, either brokers let their clients talk them into it instead of doing their fiduciary responsibility, or you've had things like, you know, this whole market become a market master thing where people get talked into. And a lot of times it comes in where they say, you know what, hey, just get this free training. Because what it's really designed to do and understand, they don't have any kind of fiduciary obligation to you. What it's really designed to do is to get you to sign up for a subscription, get you to sign up for a course, just so they can kind of mass send you out this stuff. And it isn't that it doesn't work for some people, it just doesn't work for most people. So the problem with that is you take far too much risk, risking money you can't afford to lose, All in the hopes that things are going to turn out better. But when they don't, you're actually worse off than had you actually just stayed on course.
0: Yeah, great point. Uh, well, let's flip it a little bit from the growth side uh, of some of these ads, like how to be, you know, the market master or the one percent or whatever, to the protection side a little bit. Uh, and we definitely see these as we get closer into retirement age. Like I said, you turn fifty, you start to get all this kinds of stuff that you get in your mailbox or your emails or ads that follow you. Uh, and it's things like, you know, protect your nest egg, right? You know, save your future or you know, lock up your future or whatever the case might be. Like some term about uh, locking things down so that you don't lose it all
1: yeah absolutely and, and and there's always a place for insured and safe money you know be it at the bank be it with an insurance company or anything else but the first thing that i would say if somebody if you know if somebody's leading with secure your future protect your nest egg or all these you know doom and gloom kind of things you know about you know the dollar's gonna collapse and the you know so you need cash and canned goods and gold you know on that end so of course i would first thing i would say is what are they selling right because at the end of the day They're selling something. And what they're selling usually is either high commission life insurance, high commission annuities, or something that may be in their best interest But it may not necessarily be in yours. You know, one of the biggest issues that I have with the industry in general. This is big Wall Street firms and even a lot of you know insurance agents and things. Is that they uh, they're out when you walk in their office, they're ready to sell you something. They're not ready to build a plan like we are. They're not ready to sit down and say, okay, what do we need to do? How should you be allocated? How do we maximize you know Mm -hmm. maximize your income, minimize your taxes? Instead, they're saying, okay, what story could I tell this person? That would get them to sign on the dotted line so if the markets are really crazy you need to protect your nest egg if things are going you know gangbusters hey let me help you become a market master right so they're kind of chameleons based on on what's going on in the markets instead of just actually having your best interest at heart.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. That's why I kind of brought up earlier that, you know, in what you do, you know, you you have the gamut of uh, financial products and services and things available to you. But, you know, we're also here, you know, just like many advisors are out here trying to hopefully share some information and education. But at the same time, you know, I I feel like you've got that extra little leg there because you're, you know, you're not rolling with the the hot item. You're you're not trying to, everything's not a nail uh, because you have more than just a hammer in your tool, in your toolbox, you know. So you have more things to kind of offer. And that's kind of why we're highlighting some of this stuff a little bit. Um, And you mentioned the stock market. That was actually on my list as well. In that kind of protection mode, stock market has you worried? Well, take my course, right? And learn how to become kind of like the market master. But they just go from the greed angle to the fear angle.
1: No, absolutely. And, And sometimes on the fear angle... It's really, you know there's some you know commission based insurance product behind it at the end of the day. and And I'm not saying that that's necessarily bad. the the The, the advisor doesn't ask for the commission. That's just the way the industry was structured or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you're pushing your entire marketing campaign again about how do you know not have stock market losses and these kind of things, I kind of view it more, and this is once again, where I have issues with the industry. I kind of view it more, and I, I may have used this analogy in the past, is you know, imagine you're driving down the street. And then, you know, your brakes, you're tapping your brakes, they're kind of into the rotors, it's kind of screeching a little bit. So then you're you're like, okay, I need to pull over. But the only place to pull over is this transmission shop. So you pull into this transmission shop, and you're like, yeah, I think my brakes are going. Would you mind taking a look at it? You're a mechanic. And they say, oh, yeah, absolutely. And they come out like five minutes later, and like, yeah, that's bad. You need a new transmission. You're like, wait, well, you no, know, I thought I had a brake problem. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh yeah, but we sell transmissions, right? So it's so that, that's the problem with a lot of these things. And then that's the market master, protect your nest egg, stock market, have you worried, any of these kind of pitches, and they are marketing pitches. I get it's to ra- get you to raise your hand, right? Get you interested, get you worried about what kind of what's going on, good or bad in the markets in life, but it really just still comes down to your plan. All these kind of products that kind of get mentioned out there, most firms will lead with the product. Instead, lead with the plan. So now, the products you need just make sense. Whether that's life insurance, whether it's mutual fund, stocks, bonds, annuities, whatever it happens to be, it just makes sense because your plan says it makes sense. Not because it's something somebody's trying to sell you on some marketing campaign.
0: Yeah, you know, and some of these things, Mike, they do get tied up with annuities. I don't want to sit feel like we're. we're... Bashing on annuities or giving them the bad rep, uh, they do kind of get tied to that. Like my last one, you know, repace, replace, excuse me, your your paycheck with a play check uh, or something along those lines, and usually that annuity kind of leads to charge. Uh, and annuities can be a great tool for the right situation, but it, again, it's not the tool for every single job.
1: No, uh, agreed. And, and and that being said, I, I think I appreciate you saying that. So so here's the thing we're not anti-annuity and and we're anti-variable annuity, but we're not anti, you know, annuity just means there's an insurance company involved. Mm -hmm. So we like fixed rate annuities that'll pay, you know, pay a fixed interest rate better than a CD. We like fixed insured index annuities, right? They link your money to the market. You get some of the upside, but none of the downside. We like immediate income annuities. Those are like where you just take a lump sum of money and buy yourself a pension, you know, the money you can't outlive, right? So there's nothing wrong with annuities. So you know, and I don't want it to come off as being annuity bashing.
0: Absolutely, not, as, mu- yeah.
1: as much as it is, what I've seen in the last twenty plus years is advisors that because that's what they sell, or because that's what gets them paid more, they lead with that instead of honestly just saying what does the client need. Yeah. Now, you know, the good thing is in the industry. That's less prevalent than maybe it was five or 10 years ago. But unfortunately, a lot of those same individuals are still in the business. So whether it's replacing a paycheck for life, there's value in that for the right client. Whether it's not having stock market risk, there's value in that for the right client. For clients that want to be aggressive and be in the market, there's value in that for the right client. So I think that that's where, you know, and in, in every couple of weeks when we come together, we're always just talking about what does your plan say? You know, all the things that we talk about, whether it's the articles, whether it's our main topics, all those things really just come down to say, how does this fit in your wheelhouse? Where does this fit in your overall planning experience? Whether it's taxes, estate planning, you know, headlines, what's going on in the markets? because that's how on a go forward basis, you can become successful and not get caught up in all these little traps along the way.
0: Yeah. And do you have the plan? That's the big thing too. So for many of us, we just don't. We, we put it off, we put it off. And uh, it, it, that's kind of the point of the podcast. And again, it's not designed to turn every listener listener into a client, but certainly just to provide that information to say, hey, is this the right fit for you? Is Michael the right fit for you and his team? So on and so forth, which is why so many people are out here doing these different things to kind of give you that good information, but also kind of, you know, kind of let you get to know them a little bit as well and their philosophy. So if you don't have a plan, you need a plan, you're looking for a second opinion, whatever the case might be, as always, Mike's a great resource to tap into. If you'd like to learn more, stop by the website, Tax.com. That is CrystalLakeTax.com. And you can subscribe to the podcast through that if you'd like to. You can check out all the tools, tips, and resources that he has on his website. Again, CrystalLakeTax.com. You can also drop us a line. And we're going to finish up this week's podcast as usual with an email. And this one is from the uh, Elk Grove area and Donald. And he says, I'm not retiring just yet. A couple more years, Mike, but I'll be 62 next month. So I can turn on the Social Security. Should I go ahead and do that to start paying off the house sooner?
1: Yeah. So uh, Donald on that, you know, and and I know you guys hate this on the mailbags, but it depends. Right. (laughs) Right. But the the key key thing here, Donald, is there's a lot of things that will come into that uh, decision. So, yes, you're eligible. And this is anybody who qualifies for Social Security. You're eligible to claim Social Security as early as 62 but your full retirement age is going to be somewhere between 66 and 67, depending on the year in which you were born. Some of you have those funky 66 and four months, 66 and six months, those kind of things. So for our purposes, between 66 and 67. So, but what happens is if you claim Social Security before that full retirement age, so let's say it's 62, you're going to give up about 25 or 30% of that benefit. So essentially, if you're supposed to get $2,000, you might only get 1500 or $1,400 or so as a social security benefit at 62. So now, does that mean don't take it? No, not necessarily. What other resources do you have to take? Are you going to continue to work? All of those things become important. Is a survivor benefit? If your benefit's going to be more than your spouse's, You know, and and Don, you know, and I say this to my wife and our clients all the time: is men tend to die before their the wives, and I'm not saying they're killing us or anything, but I'm just saying that statistically, the way that it comes out to be is they're they're going to likely inherit your Social Security benefit as a survivor benefit. So, how much of your income is that going to be? Do we need to maximize that benefit so your spouse is going to be okay later? The other thing, Don, that you have to worry about is. If you're going to retire, or if you're going to take Social Security before your full retirement age, you have something called an earnings test. And to keep it kind of basic, is Don, you can't continue to work and earn over $20,000 next year without potentially losing some of that discounted Social Security you were going to receive. So every $2 you go over that $20,000, they're going to take back $1 of your Social Security benefits. So not only are you getting a third less, but you're also going to start paying some of that back if you make 30, 40 grand a year too. So Don, there's a lot of moving parts here. Now, if you're saying I'm 62, I got a million bucks saved and I can generate all the income I need in retirement, social security is a small part of my overall thing, then yeah, maybe it makes sense. But that doesn't sound to be the case. But if you got questions on that, Don, just reach out to us. We'd be happy to sit down and run a, what we call a social security analysis, a spousal analysis, a break-even analysis, just so as you make these decisions, you understand the ramifications of those long-term.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he's at least thinking in the right direction saying, hey, I want to get some of my debt reduced as he gets to retirement. So certainly nothing wrong with that train of thought. Just make sure that it is the right train of thought and the right strategy and how you're turning it on and activating what money from where and what time uh, before doing so. So definitely reach out, have a chat or anybody else in a similar situation. If you'd like to do so, take advantage and reach out to Michael and his team at Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. Again, find them online at Crystal Lake Tax. Mike, my friend, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Have yourself a good one, and we will check back in soon.
1: I will talk to you during the witching season. That's right.
0: We'll see you in October right here on the Retirement Success Blueprint with Michael Stewart.
1: Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Lake Tax and Financial and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Crystal Lake Tax and Financial is a franchise of the Retirement Income Store. The Retirement Income Store and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities.